This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views conveyed by the guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information shared by the guests on this program are those of the guests and are for informational purposes only. They should not replace the medical advice of your veterinarian. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, pet insurance or pet savings accounts, and the importance of having a fire safety plan for your pets. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Come here, babies. It's time for a treat. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves. Thank you for joining us today as we bring you the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I'm here with Monica Layton, president of Professional Pet Sitting, and she is here with us for our Pet Tip of the Week. Now, Monica, one of the things that I get asked a lot about is my thoughts about pet insurance. Can you shed some light on this topic for us? Absolutely. So, one, there are some great pet insurance companies out there. Everybody should compare. And when you compare, you know, look at whether you're going to have any pre-existing conditions, um, whether they cover any congenital um, issues that may arise in a pet. So if you have a purebred pet, they may have things that they would consider a congenital issue, meaning that it's predispositioned for that, that it came, you know, from the mother um, that would not be covered. Check and see, you know, what their minimums are as far as deductibles. Some companies have like a percentage of the bill they cover or they cover completely up to a certain dollar amount. And those dollar amounts can differ based on procedures. But if you ask in generalized terms, like one of the highest claimed items for pet insurance is a meniscus repairs, a a pet that blows out their knee. What they cover and what they seem to have as like a reasonable value on that can be uniform, but your location, you know, things that cost something in one place is not going to cost the same 
all over the U.S. And something that, you know, may sound like it should cover a good portion. If you are in certain states, you know, that have higher cares, you know, you're in New York or, you know, states that, you know, things are, you know, they could cost a little bit more. Um, that may not cover a quarter of what the price is going to end up being. Um, so those are all things to look at for insurance. I think insurance is a contingency plan that you are banking on. You know, if something happens, at least I have, I'm not stuck with the whole thing. If you think of it, you know, I may, I may be paying out of pocket, but hopefully it's not going to be what it would have been. Then that's fine. There's another side that people talk about as well is, okay, well, it's not going to cover, you know, my regular stuff that I need all the time. So if my dog doesn't have anything major, I'm paying all this money that could have gone towards, you know, his dental cleanings or his vaccines. So I, I don't think that's for me. And that's fine too. It's just figuring out, you know, what's best for your family. Some of the pet insurances have supplemental policies you can get that will cover a, a dollar amount portion of vaccines or dollar amount portions of dentals. Things that I've seen is the amount that you're getting back oftentimes is pretty even keel with what you're putting in. Um, you're simply doing it in a monthly payment kind of way, which for some may, may be helpful too. One thing that I have seen as a good alternative that I wanted to talk about today is checking to see what's best for your family. But the question is like pet insurance versus savings accounts. A lot of banks are starting to do pet accounts. Certain banks do, certain banks don't. You'll have to check in your area whether you want your pet's name on that account or not. Anybody can go open a savings account in their own name and have that particular savings account be designated for their pet care. This is just a total personal opinion for me, but that is the route that I chose to go with. But one thing that I do advocate on with that is if you set up a reoccurring transfer or a reoccurring direct deposit going into the account because you don't want it something that you're sporadically putting money in. Like I'm sporadically saving for a rainy day, but it's like, oh, well, you know, I got enough there to cover my vaccines and I really want to, you know, go buy this thing. So I'm going to bypass it this month. You know, it's really set to be a safety net and things can happen at any age. So a couple of things just to back up with a savings account, Right now, I know like a nerd wallet, for example, is a website that has a lot of, you know, articles when it comes to financial things, money saving things, things of that nature. And they put out um, July of this year, they put out a five best savings accounts um, for 2023. And, you know, I was kind of going through the list and looking at it. And the one thing I liked is there's a couple banks on here that you can go down and get savings accounts with, with zero minimum. Meaning if you are somebody that does not have, you know, $200 for a minimum for a savings account to even get one started, there's a lot of options out there that you don't need that. Um, no annual fees. And you're also getting a decent APY. So your annual percentage yield, you're, you're earning money on what you have in there. So for example, 
according to NerdWallet, some of the best ones in 23 right now um, are SoFi checking and savings, um, Citibank Platinum Savings, American Express, Discover Online, and Citizens. Those were their top five. And out of those, only one of them had a minimum requirement. Some of them gave you bonuses for simply just opening an account. So that's free money right there. And then they're all getting the smallest one was 4.5% annually. So just by putting money in there, you're already getting money. You're making money. Wow. So if you can get in the routine of getting money in there and not spending it, it's earning. And I and I think that again, this is something that I've like heard about. I have never seen it, but it's certainly piques your interest because not everyone we have out of our three dogs, we have two insured and another one we have put money aside because of her pre-existing conditions. We couldn't. But I have one that we pay a lot on every every month for her premium. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that the kind of like what you're saying is weighing what you're doing is it is paying that premium whether it be higher though i don't know what people have as opposed to something like this absolutely and the thing that i liked is when you have more of a fixed income kind of situation going on sometimes those insurances can be expensive i mean if you have a pet that's not a puppy you know a lot of those insurances are based by the age mm-hmm. and they they're not always cheap oh i know <laughs> So one thing that I really liked too and thinking about it is I was kind of looking at some of the articles that they had had online and some of the things that they talk about when you're looking at pet insurance versus savings account is puppies. Puppies can be crazy. They get into everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like they literally one of the sites that I was looking at for insurance for pets, you know, they had talked about how, you know, they had covered a claim for a three-month-old bulldog that swallowed a pacifier, and it was three months old. <laughs> oh my! Goodness. So it got me thinking, and I'm like, every person that's out there thinking about, okay, we want to get a dog, you should be starting a savings account well before you're in the "we're going to get a puppy" stage. Like, it's something that you know, if you plan for, like, okay, you know, we're thinking about getting one, but not until you know next year or six months from now, then that is the time to go down there, get an account and be like, okay, you know, we're sending 50 bucks a month over a hundred bucks or whatever it is you can do. And that way, if your puppy ends up being naughty, or if, you know, just those expenses alone, you know, when they're younger, you've got your spay or your neuter, you know, you've got multiple sets of vaccines. So, you know, if you're going to go out and get a pet, the responsible thing to do is to be able to not just afford to get a pet, mm-hmm. you know, not just the adoption fee, not just, you know, the price it is to actually get that pet in your home, but it is providing all the care that's required for that pet up front. So I definitely think, you know, starting an account prior to getting that animal is great. And, you know, other things that they have out there programs like care credit, which is the healthcare credit card, but you can get delayed interest based on the amount of money of your transaction. So for example, you know, if your pet had to go in and, you know, get a spay or neuter and it's, you know, $400, anything that's over $200 gets 0% interest, you know, for X amount of months. And then they have like increases. So the higher it goes, the longer amount of time you have, 
to where you do not pay interest on those. So, you know, you can qualify for those kind of situations as well based on your credit. But those I always think of as like backup emergency, you know, I don't have a fund available. I have to take care of my pet. To me, the pet savings account and putting money in there all the time, it's something that if you do a direct deposit or an automatic transfer from one account to another, you know, have them automate it to where you're used to it coming out every month. You don't even see it. It doesn't even get to your account to be spent. It's just the way of ensuring that money's there. And then you don't have to get into situations to where you're, you know, struggling to, you know, oh gosh, her vaccines are coming and oh, she needs a dental too. And, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, she's not feeling well. She's got a bad ear infection and the medications, how much, you know, then you have that stability of being able to care for the pet, but you're also not paying for something you may not use. You know, it just reminds me of kind of, mon- and I don't know um, if, I don't know if they do it anymore, but I remember when I was like younger and I was first starting to work, it was very important. Like people said, don't forget, you have to have your money in. It used to be like a Christmas account, like a, and you'd start like in the summer and then just before Christmas, they'd pay you out whatever your savings a Christmas account was for like it was just for uh-huh. Christmas that's what this reminds me of it's like it's for a special thing and it's earning interest and you're going to be taking the money out for your pet it's you know it's specifically set up for one thing and I just think it makes kind of like almost too much sense <laughs> to me and uh, you know I had the philosophy is okay if I do this I'm I'm self-insuring If I end up not needing that money for a major catastrophe, great. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. awesome. But if I need it, then I'm covered. So this is great information. And I think it's very helpful. And I think it helps to clarify. For some people, yes, pet insurance probably makes a whole lot of sense. But for some people, it may not. And this is definitely a... um, a very viable alternative. And it, it makes a lot of sense. It does. The main thing is just, I I can't stress it enough, the automation, because I've seen it too many times and I've done it myself too many times that it's like, you know, people have their whole life going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just the day to day, there's so many responsibilities that most people are having to think about. You know, oh, did we pay the bills? Did we pick up our mm-hmm. scripts? Did we, you know, send in the mortgage? Did we, you know, there's like so much stuff always in our heads going on that sometimes switching over the money, it can get overlooked. Or when things are tight, it'd be like, eh, let me skip this this month. Mm-hmm. If you automate it. <laughs> and you don't think about it. You budget it, for it. And you know, then it's like, okay, well, it's being done anyway, but you budget for it and you think about it, but you don't have to touch it. So it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, you know what? My paycheck coming in is automatically this much going into my checking account. That's mm-hmm. what I got to deal with, with my budget. You know, if it's already taken out and it's already automated, it is so the way to go. Now, is there a place that if people are looking to look into something like this, um, you know, we have talked about the pet insurances in the past, but for this uh, pet bank account, is there any place that people could go to if they want to learn more about it? I mean, honestly, it depends on where you're located. I mean, I looked for myself locally and there was not a lot in my area, but when I clicked around to other areas, then it was like some of them have a ton of them. (laughs) And a lot of... A lot of local banks that are only in certain states, I was seeing pop up like a lot of the same, you know, 
couple banks. Um, I mean, honestly, if you just Google, you know, pet savings near me in your location, that would be a great place to start out with. One of the things that I had looked at was some of the online options. Because when NerdWallet posted that article, and that one's nerdwallet.com, and it was just, you know, July 2023, so it just recently came out. But um, they had a whole listing in there of their top savings, their top checkings, and it had a lot of online versions. But what I liked was I was not going to 10 million websites trying to see who had the best yes. one. Yes, <laughs> yes. I it think was, that's where it, people get confused. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, it's somebody who is not affiliated with any particular bank. So it's just a listing of all the ones they found and, you know, what the minimum is, what their annual percentage is, you know, if there's a fee of any kind, it's all right there for you. And you don't have to go to 10 million locations. So you can literally like look at them all. Be like, you know what? I like that bank. I've done stuff with them before and they, you know, they look like they have some good offerings, you know, oh, this one's going to give you like 250 bucks for, you know, just opening an account. Yeah. I'm going to go there. You know, you'll just see what fits best for you. But I did like that they had had all of them in one nice little neat article for me. I love that. Yeah. Cause nobody has time to go looking all over the place. So Monica, as always, you brought us some great information, very valuable information, very interesting information. So as probably as we're speaking right now, I can see everybody hopping on to Pet Savings near me and NerdWallet.com. So I thank you very much and um, we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, everyone. Susan Marie here to tell you about the award-winning three-book series, The Doggy Diva Diaries. It is a trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup, hoping to find her forever family and friends and a life filled with love. In this series, Miss Olive learns that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, it's the kindness and love you have on the inside that counts. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online booksellers. And please visit us at thedoggydiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, do you have a fire safety plan in place for your pets? We have some answers. Stay with us. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. 
As a pet parent, I recognize the importance of having a plan in place for fire safety and other emergencies for my fur kids. And with us today to share very valuable advice about fire and safety for our pets is Kim Gablin, canine relations specialist for Bill Jack Foods. Hey, Kim, how are you? Hi, Sue. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, as far as a fire safety plan, having it in place, how important is it for us to have not only for our pets, but for our families? It's actually really very helpful. It doesn't take a whole lot of time to really think about a few of these things, put them in place, and then also to, you know, to try to make sure that you're being proactive and preventative about fires that your, your pets may start in the home. Very, very important. How best can we prevent our pets from starting a fire? Certainly, there are a lot of pets that are affected by fires every year. There's about a half a million pets every year that are affected by fires, and there's about a thousand fires or so started by pets themselves. So as we're thinking about the plan for, you know, what can we do to be preventative, we want to think about what kinds of things um, dogs can actually do unintentionally to start something. And so, you know, one of the things to think about is not leaving any open flames unattended, you know, and, and so, you know, certainly, you know, things like candles fireplaces, uh, even stovetops. Those are really the most common ways that fires can be started in your home by a pet. So it's really important to not leave those things unattended with your animals around. I mean, obviously, you know, if you have a small dog, I could see, you know, that they're probably not going to be able to jump up on the stove when you're cooking. But, you know, if you have, you have, if you have larger dogs, then they certainly, you know, might be, get a little curious, right? They might be a little interested in what you're cooking for dinner and that might accidentally start something. So you don't want to leave those flames unattended. And, and then, you know, as we're talking about the stovetop, there are ways that we can kind of prevent things from happening on the stovetop itself. So if you leave, you know, it's possible that your dog also may be up on the stovetop looking for ways to be able to, you know, what, what you might have left behind or what might be up there. And so you want to look for ways to, you know, potentially remove your stove knobs or, you know, these days there's a lot of stoves that have a lock on them, you know, so you could just put the lock on and then, you know, next time you cook, then you can take that lock off and that kind of helps them prevent from prevent them from getting into that the stovetop and starting something. One of the things to look at is investing in maybe flameless candles. So this way you can kind of stop, you know, still get the nice ambiance around the house, but you might not have to worry about then your dog, maybe a tail hitting a candle, knocking it over, or, you know, an uh, unintentionally curious dog, right? That's looking at those flames. Uh, And certainly, you know, um, cords can be another problem around the house, you know, both from a chewing standpoint and, uh, and, and then, you know, maybe starting some sparking there or even knocking over a lamp, you know, knocking over a lamp, especially with some of the older light bulbs, right? The old incandescent light bulbs that a lot of us might still have in our lamps. Uh, one of the things to think about is maybe changing those bulbs to LED bulbs. And those are, those tend to be less of a fire and burn hazard when you have the LED bulbs, because they're, they're cooler than the incandescent bulbs were. As you're thinking about entrances, and when you're leaving the house, right? So a great way to be able to make sure you can get to your pet if something should happen in the house and you need to get them out is to, when you leave the house, if you're leaving them in an area that's close to maybe the front door, maybe it's the garage door, you know, somewhere where it's easy access to be able to get in there and be able to get them out and you know exactly where they are in the house. You know, if you have your, your dog that has the run of the house, that's a little bit different. But if you're maybe keeping them in a crate, you might want to create them closer to one of the doors for easy access. And then, you know, last but not least, you know, younger pets tend to be, you know, our puppies um, and kittens tend to be a little more um, curious than some of our older pets. And so 
think about your younger pets when you're leaving. You know, maybe it would be better to have them in a crated or a secured area behind a baby gate to keep them away from some of those potential fire hazards um, when you're away. So those are just, you know, some of the things to think about to be a little bit more preventative. You know, maybe things you don't think about all the time, but certainly you could, you know, spend a few minutes and be able to, you know, easily make some of these changes and, and be a little bit safer around the house. No, those are really helpful. And um, I think that it's great because some of them I didn't even think of. This is like really great information. Now, what are your recommendations for developing a fire disaster plan for our pets? Thinking about a fire plan uh, is really important. Um, And and just in terms of it can go a long way of protecting them should something happen, right? You're all kind of, uh, you know, on the same page. Everyone kind of knows what's supposed to happen. So as you're thinking about the steps for having a plan, there's a couple things, right? I always recommend check your fire alarms. I just can't say it enough. It's really important to be able to do that. Make sure you're changing those batteries every six months because the faster you're alerted to that fire in the house, the better off you'll be, right? So making sure that they're working is really, really critical. It's also good to assign which family members are going to be responsible for each of the pets in your in your house. So it's nice to be able to have one, you know, one pet per person if possible. And, you know, and, and have them really know where does that pet tend to hide when things get a little crazy around the house? Or maybe they have a favorite spot that they like to lay in. Maybe it's their bed area. Maybe it's your bed. Maybe it's on the couch. So, so that you know if there's something going on, you know, they may try to go to a safe place um, during that kind of situation. So it's it's important to kind of think about where they might hide so that you know where to get them quickly and be able to get out of the house. And, you know, certainly, you know, this is also another great way to talk about a commercial for training. You know, it's important for them to be able to come to you when they can. So, and obviously when things are a little crazy, there might be an emergency, it might be a little bit difficult, but certainly being able to say, you know, come and have them come to you is a very helpful thing, especially in an emergency like this. And then, you know, last but not least, keeping an extra leash for each of your pets near the door, um, either near the front door or in the garage to make sure that, you know, you can easily be able to manage them. If something is going on, obviously you're trying to make sure everyone's getting out of the house on time and quickly and together. And so when you're trying to get them, you know, you don't want your dog to be able to run off and then you have another emergency that's going on, you know, during the fire emergency. So that's really important. And, um, and, and, and also there's one more thing. It's, it's really critical to have a meeting point. And I know that sounds silly because maybe everybody thinks, oh, we would always go in the backyard or we would always go in the front yard if, if something were to happen. But being able to kind of get everyone together and know who's out of the house and who's not is really important in a fire emergency. And so um, to, to for, you know, those minutes count, those seconds count. So it's really important to be able to have one meeting place. So maybe it's out front of the house by the mailbox. Or maybe it's an, in the backyard at the at the edge of the property. So it's important to be able to have those communications with your whole family so everybody knows kind of where to meet. Wow, that's great information. And regardless of disasters, how can we best treat our pets inclusively throughout the year? There's so many things to think about, you know, their mental health, their um, their health overall. And so I think it's really important, you know, obviously we always talk about food and food is the foundation of their health. And so it's really important to be able to, you know, keep them safe and also to make sure that you're giving them a good diet and, and, and really taking care of them. And so I think, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, we feel at Bill Jack, it's really important to help people understand all the things they can do, you know, like fire safety, like we're talking about today uh, for their pet to be safe. But it's also really important to be able to make sure that you're feeding them a high quality food and that um, they're, you know, that they're going to enjoy 
and they're going to eat it every day and be able to get the nutrients they need every day. And, and, you know, what makes us special or different is really that we use 25 pounds of fresh chicken to make a 30 pound bag of bell jack. Like for example, our adult dog food, you know, it's really, really, it makes a really big difference just from a uh, health perspective, but also from a taste perspective, when you're using all that fresh chicken and we're cooking it very slowly and gently, um, it really can make a big difference to to your dog. And you also, you have such great treats. I always talk about this and we have, we have disaster preparing for hurricanes in our go bag. We have one for, you know, John and I, and then we have one for the dogs and we have your treats in there because they absolutely love them. And sometimes in situations where there might be stress, they're very reassuring and they're yummy. So you guys also have the best treats. Really, you know, we really try to think about, you know, what do dogs need or what do they want and what gets them excited? And we love to get feedback, too, like we get from you about, you know, how their dogs love them. And um, I know you and I have talked about how our dogs know that they're in our purse. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I, you know, so I know that there's always kind of an interesting, you know, it's always interesting to see kind of what they know and what they're interested in. There are also times, you know, when there are special needs, whether it's food, you know, whether they're a puppy or an adult or a senior or they have a special need like sensitive solutions. You know, one of the things we're known for also is our picking a more dog food. And so being able to provide that to people when they have a challenge, all they want to do is make their dog be happy and have them be healthy. To be able to provide solutions to do that is really, really important to Belljack. And so we're constantly looking for ways that we can meet those needs uh, and, and help people with, with those challenges that they may have with their with their dog, because each dog is very unique. It's true. And, and where can the listeners go to learn more about you, to learn more about Bill Jack? And of course, your newsletter, becoming a member. The website is a great place to start. It's billjack.com, B-I-L-J-A-C.com. And um, it's great because we have a lot of information out there, like the information we're talking about today. You can go out to our website and put in fire safety and you can get some more information and, you know, in case you didn't write that all down or you're not going to remember it. So it's nice to have it at at your fingertips. We also have a store locator. So, um, so, you know, for example, if you're looking for picking a more, you can go onto the store locator and see that it's available at PetSmart and at Chewy. So it's easy for you to be able to find out where the stores are near you that carry some of the items that you might be looking for. And last but not least, we also have that newsletter, our best friends club newsletter that we put out once a month. And it has um, offers for coupons if you want to send in and request a coupon. And then it, um, it, in addition, it also has stories like these that could be about fire safety, could be about your dog sleeping at night, or does your dog dream, or do they see in color? So we try to look for things that are, um, you know, we're dog lovers and owners too. And so we're pet parents. And so we want to be able to, you know, bring some of that information to everyone so that they can know a little bit more about their dogs. I think that's great. And and Kim, I want to thank you for sharing this timely and valuable information on having a fire safety plan in place for not only our pets, but also our family. And as always, thank you so much for being with us today. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. I look forward to it as well. We'll be back in just a moment. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. We would like to thank our guests this week and also. As our doggy divas always say, 
Please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Doggy Diva Show. To find out more about Susan Marie and the Doggy Divas, visit them at their website, thedoggydiva.com, and on Facebook at The Doggy Diva Show. Tell your fellow pet parents about it. We look forward to having you join us again for the next episode. See you soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.